are listening to the Whole Home Podcast. Welcome to part two of the Callie Blackwell episode. And I'm your host, Laura Letario. <laughs> Just had to say that. Um, so it's time to play some games. This one that we're going to start with is just a classic this or that. Um, I like these. So pen or pencil, Callie? Pencil. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, fake or real plants? Oh, real. <laughs> Science or history? Oh. Hard. I know. Science. Cook or eat out? <laughs> eat out. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer city. Torture questions. Farm. Okay. I was going to say you don't have to answer. <laughs> you don't have to compromise. So hard. That one's particularly hard. <laughs> Cookies or chips? Oh, cookies. Um, send or receive a letter? Receive. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Run or bike? Run. Text or call? Text. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Yeah. Um, sweatshirt or sweater? Sweatshirt. Skirt or pants? Pants. Casual or formal? Casual. For sure. <laughs> Waffle or pancake? Waffle. Summer or winter? Summer. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Meat or bids? Meat. Shoes or bare feet? Bare feet. <laughs> Playlist or podcast? Playlist. Um, shop online or in the store? Online. Road trip or fly? Road trip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dark or milk chocolate? Oh, dark. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Driver or passenger? Passenger. Okay, BBC or Hallmark Channel? BBC. Pool or beach? Did I say that? Pool or beach? Yeah. Beach. Yes, we got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, tattoo or piercing? I don't have any tattoos. I would love them, but so I guess I'd say piercing. Are there any in your future? Girl, I ain't got that money. <laughs> I never have enough money to get a tattoo. Uh, okay, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so this is our next game. It is called The Big Reveal. That's mm. right. All right, so this is a game where you have five minutes to do a big reveal. Mm. I'm going to turn this timer. Okay. And then ding you when the five minutes are over. So let's see how many we can get to. All right. All right. Okay, everyone. Presenting Callie Blackwell. <laughs> All right. What was that AOL screen name? Mine? Yeah. Oh, it was real boring. At Callie J Blackwell 87. <laughs> Name a pet peeve. Name a pet peeve. Mm-hmm. When socks are left on the floor next to the hamper. Ooh, I share that one. Mm. Okay, do you collect anything? Mm-mm, yes, stationary goods. Um, books. I was say books. <laughs> books. <laughs> For sure. Okay, what are you reading right now? I'm reading Jaber Crow. I'm reading the Risen Motherhood book. Uh, I'm starting to read Plot Activity. Nice. Um, tell me anything. Guess what? What? Chicken butt. <laughs> <laughs> what was your last meal? Oh, tacos with you. Yay. Uh, is there any human that has changed the course of your life? I mean, Jesus. He, oh, arr, <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Okay. What's your go-to breakfast? Uh, cereal. Uh, this week it's been frosted mini wheats. Yum. Do you have a useless talent mm. or very useful? Useless or useful? Ye- oh. 
pass. I don't know. Well, to be determined, right? Well, yeah, yeah. right. Right. Okay. What is a place in scripture that is encouraging to you? Mm. I always go back to Colossians 3. It's like okay. my favorite. I memorized it a few years ago, and it always just is in my brain. Love it. Praise God. All right. What's the last thing you watched on TV? We watch a lot of YouTube. So I'm sure it was some YouTube thing with the kids. I was Dude, say, perfect. What, what just... was Dan watching today, which is hilarious? The thing that Oliver's like, what is that? I don't know. Was it the car racing thing? It was some like mowing down a field. Oh, so my family loves watching <laughs> people play Farming Simulator, which is a uh, really fun and silly game on YouTube. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Two musicians on your playlist or CD player. I cannot think of the guy's name, but we, I mean, so we've been listening to a lot. I mean, we always listen to like Josh Girls mm-hmm. and we always listen to, um, the Grey Havens. That's what it is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? <laughs> I tend to be a little brash sometimes or a little loud. So <laughs> that's probably it. What was a recent problem you solved? Well, if all the laundry on my bed was a problem, I solved it by putting (laughs) it away. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, Is there something you do when in a slumber rut? Uh, Comfort food. Do you have a favorite recent memory? Yes. Last night we went to run some errands and Dan did something really silly with his Chick-fil-A ice cream cone. <laughs> Gareth said he was at the very end of it and he was sharing it with May, who was our youngest. And Gareth said, just one more bite. So he could have, May could have a bite. Right. But Dan misheard him as saying all in one bite and <laughs> shoved the whole ice cream bottom in his mouth. <laughs> and we laughed a lot. <laughs> And That's then he pulled fun. it out of his mouth and then gave me a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What would be a top vacation this year that you have taken or want to take? I mean, I want to go back to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Two words that describe you. <laughs> Hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hero? Mm. Gosh, that's hard. It is hard. You can tell me later. Yeah. It just makes me think of that Enrique Iglesias song. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what is the last skill you learned? Uh, I have been learning how to use a digital budget that I made. Oh. So I've been doing lots of Excel wow. things. I know that sounds silly, but that's one of my major goals this okay. year is to be a better budgeter. So that just been. sounds fun to say. Okay. You just said better budgeter. Mm-hmm. That sounds very funny. <laughs> and then you also said digital, what? I don't know what it is. Digital. It just sounds funny. Excel. My I don't know. Digital. Or digital. <laughs> What's your current podcast listen? Mm, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, actually. Okay. So, But yours is the last I listen to. Yes. So the whole home podcast. Okay. What <laughs> book do you want more people to read? Mm, this is so hard. I'm sorry I to love recommending you. books to people. Um. But I will say I was just talking about this with my dear friends. Um, Jess Ponder just finished A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. And I would say that is one I had to recommend to a lot of people because it's a beautiful book. Yeah. 
that made me want to um, read more fiction. Mm. I was afraid to read fiction, and then I read that, and I thought, I can do this. It's so beautiful. All right, I have to ask this. Our time is up, but sure. do you find the match for socks when you do laundry? Yes. You well, do? Well, oh. I don't. Mm. I just put up three single socks, but at least they go back in the drawer because that's where they belong. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ding. That's awesome. <laughs> that was fun. I learned so much. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about where God has planted you mm. now. And then there's just a couple more questions that are going to reveal your garden right now. So what neighborhood do you live in and how long have you lived there? I live in Church Hill in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and I've lived there since, well, I have lived in my current house mm-hmm. in Church Hill since 2017. But the first time I lived in Church Hill, I moved in in 2012 okay wow yeah so i've with the exception of a couple years 2012 to 2015 2017 till 2023 so it's in there deep it is um who's in your household my husband gareth um my daughter penny my son daniel my daughter may and our two dogs and a baby yet to be known. I'm uh, making exactly. eyes at Callie. Is she going to say it? I can say it. I'm not. It's so funny with your fourth kid. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm pregnant. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Yay. <laughs> but it is exciting. Um, uh, yeah. Ryan just said, Laura, it's your first time interviewing two people at once. <laughs> um, how long have you been coming to Remnant? Since 2011. Um, Who invited you would be my next question. Uh, this is a great story and oh, I think yeah. speaks to Yay. our church so well. Um, when we moved to Richmond, we had just gotten a taste of what community was supposed to actually look like in a church mm-hmm. um, in a small church plant in Mississippi. So before we moved here, Gareth found some churches that he'd listened to their podcast or their sermons, you know, on podcasts and kind of, you know, they're everything sort of checked out like this is what he could tell from their website he emailed mm-hmm. i think like four or five pastors uh one of them being doug ponder oh and goodness. the only one to respond was doug ponder wow. with like an essay praise oh. god in doug ponder <laughs> fashion um which i'm so grateful for yeah. and so yeah so that's why we came to remnant and it's the only place we ever visited yeah. Wow. We left and we sort of, I was just telling somebody this story, Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Heather other Jones. night. Yes. And um, I was just telling her we went, um, we heard Doug preach. No, Brian preach. I don't remember actually. Be <laughs> it was one, one of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of them. And we left and we looked at each other and we said, was that it? And it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Here you are still. Um, all right. So in a sense, if God has chosen this garden for you, he's in effect saying like, this is your land now, Callie Jean, (laughs) get to it. Um, let's just find out. Yeah. What is God doing? So I gave Callie some words, um, to be thinking on and praying on before uh, this podcast. And I kind of asked her to think on these words, planning, sowing, watering, training, pruning, weeding, and harvesting. And then she and she actually talked with her husband about these things. And um, 
Which is awesome. And so I guess I'm going to ask you what God showed you through thinking on those garden type words um, that you can share with us. So I'm going to start with planning. So planning is the question that kind of peels back your desires and dreams, (laughs) which sounds so whimsical, but I don't know. It's kind of fun to think of your life in that way. Like, I think it's good to have desires and dreams. Yeah. So what are you dreaming of? Um, I am. This was a hard question for me because I feel I get lost in the day to day in my home. Yeah. Which is (laughs) um, actually detrimental to like seeing my home as something that glorifies Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, So my husband and I, Gareth, I feel like are always sort of coming back to this conversation. Like, what does God want for our family? What does God want for us? What does God want? for our kids and we take these long road trips and that's where we have those like conversations we call them the dtrs (laughs) which is like the define the relationship but it's like always on the road trip yeah um we've had those since we were dating we haven't stopped having them as even as you know a married couple with a bunch of kids but um so i think because i get lost in like the nitty-gritty day-to-day and get stressed and overwhelmed which is um, my tendency, I really have been thinking about over the past couple years, creating a home that's actually joyful. Yeah. Um, and not about task orientation or checking off a to-do list. Mm -hmm. Um, even though things need to get done and need to be done for our household to function, I don't want to live in a home and I don't want to raise my children in a home where they look back and remember mom being constantly elsewhere, elsewhere, <laughs> yeah. or like so mad because, or stressed out because yeah. I feel like I'm not getting enough done or yeah. I'm not getting the things done. I feel like I need to get done. So like, what are the things that we can infuse into our house in our attitudes in our day-to-day life Mm -hmm. that actually bring us joy to be grateful to god for what we're given and enjoy the things that he's given us yeah um sounds lovely (laughs) yeah it it is and it, it really is a lovely thought but i think in practice um it takes a lot of work so it takes planning in a way that like I'm not used to because I am such a list maker. Yeah. But it's not like a, okay, to have a joyful home, I must do these things. (laughs) Check off my boxes. And it's, it's not a formula. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of day to day looking to Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit to speak into my heart into certain moments and situations Mm -hmm. that will inevitably arise because it's not just the like, oh, we're going to read more books and take more nature walks and mm-hmm. we're going to do these lovely things, which are all wonderful. And you should all like, you, sh- you know, people, me, I want to like, um, want to do those things. Mm-hmm. But it's more like in this moment, I'm going to choose joy. And if my son is asking me to play Uno with him before breakfast, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And like spend time with him and praise God that he wants to spend time with me. Yeah. If, um my daughter wakes up at 3 30 in the morning because she's teething then 
this is my moment to like praise God that I get to snuggle with her in bed because mm-hmm. she's still little and I can do that and mm-hmm. not be all grumpy about yeah. it. Or if it's somebody needs childcare and I really don't want to watch your kids, yeah. but I'm going to watch your kids because I love you. And that's the sort of thing we can be joyful about. And now we have an, a welcome interruption in our life that can bring joy to us because we're being God's hands and feet and can be joy to other people because we're serving a need can be joy to our kids because they see how we respond in certain situations Mm -hmm. that is Christ-like yeah so it is a Christ-like joy in a moment to moment day by day and it truly is only because of Christ Christ's work and changing our hearts not because I'm trying to manufacture yeah some sort of new feel in my house which i don't think you can do as you joy can't. is the kind is the thing that you can't set out to grab <laughs> it's right. not the butterfly to be caught in the net and i will say we have set goals like before bed we're not watching tv we're reading books mm-hmm. so like we've been going through these like classic biographies or like books from when we were kids like mm-hmm. chapter books we listen to more music let the kids pick the music like mm-hmm. we're letting the kids help us cook dinner even though it might take longer we're Letting our house be messy when people come over because yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it is. And that's really hard it's for me. It's not easy to let go. <laughs> it's not. But yeah. like doing those things because ultimately the joy is loving the people mm-hmm. in a Christ like way, not meeting some arbitrary standard of a peaceful home. Yeah. So this is a backwards question. But so I can't imagine because you just shared this is your dream, but I can't imagine that it wasn't your dream in the past so in a way I'm, what I'm trying to ask is like how has your concept of this dream changed or you know what I'm saying yeah I grew up in a house where not that cleanliness was next to godliness mm-hmm. but there were certain things that always had to be done mm-hmm. and there were certain things you never let people see yeah um because it was deemed unhospitable or not set up to a certain standard that should be met Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying you should have a dirty house like you should want to clean your house yeah you should want to serve your family in those ways have set disciplines and self-control for yourself and all those wonderful things but i'm not measured by how well or how well kept my baseboards look yeah if somebody needs to come to my house yeah i'm not a better mom because all my toilets are scrubbed I'm not a better neighbor because I haven't picked up the dog poop in my yard. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you're doing the first right things first, which is loving God and loving your neighbors, which in my case, my most immediate neighbors are the people in my home. Yeah. And then the people who are actually my neighbors. And then, you know, you know, the ripples of that. Mm -hmm. Um. So something must have changed because when I think of dreams, sometimes there are things that you've seen or tasted and you're like, I want that dream for myself. Like, was there somebody that inspired you or a home you went to? Do you have like a memory lodge somewhere that you're like, okay. Well, I mean, there's, there are a handful of women that, I mean, and you're one of them. Jess Simpson's one of them. Misty Harger, Jess Ponder, Rebecca Wash. I have all of these women in my life who their kids are so joyful mm-hmm. because they get to play and run around and it's okay that they get dirty and it's okay that they track mud in your house, even though that kind of sucks to have to clean up later. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like 
letting your kid be a kid and like make those memories and like getting to do that alongside them. Mm -hmm. Like that was a huge thing. And like seeing you and all these other women do that with their kids, like smiling with your kids, loving your kids, like getting down their level, being in the things that they're interested in, spending the time to get to know them, Mm -hmm. not just assuming you know them, yeah, but spending time with them to get to know them all in the effort to be known for for God's glory yeah like I don't want my kids to leave my house and think my mom misunderstood me which Mm -hmm. at some point I will because I am human Mm -hmm. but at the same time like if that's the person I'm called to serve I want I want to know them yeah yeah (laughs) gosh and we are so I'm lucky that we have Jesus and he's we're not like chasing something that he doesn't want to like that. Right. He wants that for us too. So because I mean, even yeah. with even with my oldest daughter, like I have been infinitely blessed and surprised mm-hmm. in stepping to those things like, oh, you're not actually interested in this. You're interested in this other thing. Mm-hmm. Let's learn about that together. Yeah. I don't know. So you had mentioned something to me a while ago. Um that maybe you could just talk super briefly about and you because you had just said the word smile a few minutes ago and wasn't there like a podcast you listened to that impacted you about smiling to your kids or something being the smile of God to your children yeah yeah I have the most terrible memory so I'm sorry that I can't <laughs> well, the moment it, it impacted you <laughs> but yeah I'm sure it was a, a Wilson in some form or other um yeah but yeah, I think it was either Indy Wilson. It may have been Indy Wilson, but mm-hmm. it was basically he was saying his his podcast Stories or Soul Food is great. Mm-hmm. Um and he was saying that he was basically saying like be the smile of God to your kids, like like love them well. Like mm-hmm. you have a great opportunity to do something that no one else has the influence of doing and you can show them the joy of God yeah like what better person than the person who has been with them since the beginning to show them how great and joyful and wonderful and wondrous Mm -hmm. and mysterious and all these wonderful things that God is and you get to be the first person to do that and not like a mystical hoodoo weird way but Mm -hmm. like just God is a wonderful God and you can show them that. Yeah. Love it so much. Um, Let's move on to sewing or we'll get caught talking. I I feel like it's all day. (laughs) It's planning. So the sewing part is thinking of, yeah, seeds. It's like, what are the things that obviously you're choosing at this point in your life? You and I guess Gareth, you could say um, they're the seeds that you're choosing to like push down and faith is required to sow these seeds, right? Um, so what are some seeds that you're pushing down that you're sowing? Well, um, a very tangible one is that <laughs> there's a tiny human growing in my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four. A number four. Uh, yeah. So we're super excited. This is, um, we were kind of calling, we were talking the other day and something Gareth said kind of jarred me a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. totally true. He was like, you know, when we were pregnant with Penny, she was sort of like a faith baby. Like mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were getting into and we didn't, 
it was kind of like a blissful ignorance with your mm-hmm. first kit, right? Like you just don't know and you don't know what everything's new and yeah. everything's just grace filled because <laughs> otherwise you're just kind of ignorant. Yeah. But he's like, in, in a lot of ways, this is kind of a faith baby too, because in some ways it's kind of harder every time mm-hmm. because you know how things can go yeah. and you know how much effort and all of you it takes up um and also you know (laughs) how much money it takes to have a baby and you know how much things you know it just it's faith that we're stepping into and having this child knowing that the world is a crazy world And people start to give you kind of funny glances when you say you have three kids, you know, and then four kids. Like, are you sure? (laughs) Where are you going to put that kid? Like, definitely. They're going to sleep on top of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so it's it's kind of funny. But I mean, obviously, we're not scared of those things. Yeah. Even though we might get anxious about them every once in a while. Um, Like. This this baby was God ordained, mm-hmm. and we prayed for this baby, mm-hmm. and God knows this baby. So just stepping out in faith and having a baby, <laughs> even though it may seem a little crazy to you know, yeah, definitely. Like it, what is the right right time? Um, you can't. It's never going to be that right time. Um, so something else you were talking about things sewing but I think you already kind of mentioned them like the being in the moment with your kids like choosing Mm -hmm. joy those are like things that you're dreaming but you're also like actively participating in like the bringing about yeah it's not just all in your mind um it just seems like God is doing a lot in your life right now and then you said okay and then now baby too and it's just like you guys are like wide open and trusting the (laughs) Lord (laughs) you're like okay God I'm just vulnerable here um, yeah, have it, your way. It feels very vulnerable, especially knowing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, God knows what He's doing. This is not a mistake. Mm-hmm. We aren't. And what, <laughs> what does it say in Romans? Like to the world looks like foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, is is wisdom? Yes. Um, and this baby's a blessing. Yeah. There's no caveats to that. Mm-hmm. And, um. That's just one more way to like to live in God's joy. Like God ordained this baby. He's ordained every one of our children. Mm-hmm. He's ordained the situation that we're currently living in in this tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> he he knows, you know, how everything is going to shake down. Yeah. But he knows that we're also not alone, that we have a family of believers who are with us. Mm-hmm. So um. It's, it's you have to practice those things mm-hmm. um, practice in faith what you have seen in the past to be real how God has showed up in the past and he will continue to show up yeah so I'm going to put a little twist on this real quick that's not something that you wrote in your sure. notes but I thought it was so intertwined with what you you did share with me um, so you wrote some poetry recently write poetry currently Mm -hmm. um and you were capturing light in your house in your home in your domain in photographs and like a visual poetry in my mind um 
how is that related to joy to you doing that? Um, a couple years ago, I kind of finally grew up and decided to get my, uh, rear end out of bed before my children did Mm -hmm. and that was a huge deal for me because I love sleep yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but for some reason I was fooling myself that like sleeping in an extra 30 minutes or an hour was actually changing my day and it's not yeah so setting the self-discipline of waking up uh praying getting in God's word Mm -hmm. having a cup of coffee like centering my day on Christ before anything else and the way our house is positioned um I was just getting this incredible like morning light like coming through my windows and Mm -hmm. it was beautiful um it's been a little different in the winter because we've had lots of gray days obviously but in the spring and summer it is amazing Mm -hmm. in fall um, so I was just documenting like all the different ways this light was just hitting and bouncing around to the things in my house. And it was making me think of how, and this is something I truly have to rest in because my mind likes to get overwhelmed by the end of the day, I'm tired and mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the next day and I'm getting very anxious, yeah. but all God tells me to do is go to bed. <laughs> like, I don't, I can't worry about the next day. Yeah. And in the morning I am rested and he's giving me breath in my lungs and he's given me a new day and his his mercies are new every morning yeah. and it's beautiful and it's so refreshing to tell me to, for him to remind me like all you have to do is go to sleep like yeah go to, go to bed honey like, and i'll be back in the morning <laughs> we'll see you in the morning yeah <laughs> so the light through the window has always just i think it just has been striking me yeah in that way yeah i was thinking um so not only making something so in this sense well you're capturing like the photograph you're choosing what to capture but I think you did write some poetry mm-hmm. about yeah um I don't know you're making a choice to remember and then you were doing it every day for a while um and in a way I felt like you were recognizing or acknowledging the other and so I started thinking about what you were saying about seeing your kids and it's like, it seems like God is teaching you to to notice the other, like look at what's in front, right in front of you. I don't know. Um, like in a way, seeing with your eyes and in your heart as well. Like, I don't know. So, and I was just thinking about, yeah, how God was producing joy in you through this, because obviously it's something that you kept wanting to do. <laughs> you wanted to see it. You wanted yeah. to look for that light you wanted to see what it was going to look like on the next day um and then you were capturing it and remembering it and I just thought that was so beautiful and it really moved me and I think that you inspired other people when you shared that um yeah and I just feel like God Christ like is producing that joy and then he can't be contained so then it probably spilled over into other areas of your life um where you started to see your kids and you started Mm-hmm. to see lord what do you have for me this morning i don't know yeah i definitely think is the way of seeing like you were saying is is really the best way to put it um god says that he will change our heart and he also says that he will give us new eyes to see yeah. like and i think that he will be doing that for the rest of my life mm-hmm. um 
which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But also I think when that, I don't know, not to get too like, I don't know, just whenever the light comes, came through those windows and I was, and I was seeing it hit certain things and it was reminding me of like God's goodness and his fresh morning light. Like it was hitting different every day. Mm -hmm. Like there was, I was not searching around my house for like some new picture to take. Like it was just, it was so easy. Like mm -hmm. God was refreshing me through his word, mm -hmm. through those moments in the morning. Um, yeah, it was just nothing but just really cool and a blessing for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that, by the way. Um, let's talk about what's being watered in your life. So this would be the spot that isn't like the active tending, like stewardship or like constant prayer that you have. So something that you had mentioned to me, um, where are my words and actions the way of Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a big one for me because I tend to, I tend to be too quick to speak, mm -hmm. tend to be too quick to judge or criticize. I tend to do a lot of unnecessary things when it should be quick to prayer, quick to show grace. Yeah. Um, slow to speak, slow to anger. <laughs> it's um, so hard, guys. It's so hard. And, <laughs> um, I will say it has been a blessing that the Holy Spirit has convicted me of these things because for a long time I just wrote it off as me being me. Yeah. Um, because I do have a lot of my mama in me and she mm -hmm. was a very loud, brash personality. Mm -hmm. And that's just who she was. But she also didn't know Jesus that I ever saw. So she had nothing working in her heart. Yeah. So even though I think a lot of that is like in me, like – and it can be funny or whatever sometimes like it's not that gentle and quiet spirit that speaks of the Lord um, and that speaks um, that speaks to the image of God and other people um, so how am I using my words to build others up or, or push them to prayer mm -hmm. or pray for them um, how am I I can get a little ragey too. <laughs> I can get pretty, pretty stubborn and mad and ragey sometimes too. Yeah. So how am I actually, what are my first steps in this and reaction? Is it, is it backbiting? Is it gossip? Is mm -hmm. it criticality? Is it being mad instead of slowing down, asking God to be on the tip of my brain and the tip of my tongue, mm -hmm. not saying anything at all. And just moving in a Christ-like way, which is something I preach to my kids, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's something that I know that God that is a pitfall of mine. I know that God will be working on me for the rest of my life. But praise God that the Holy Spirit convicts and gives tools. Yeah. <laughs> his word. What I love um, about this is because now if you're thinking about where we started, which was like that dream the desire that you have of what kind of home you want to have and what you're saying though now even with your words you're still creating a home with mm -hmm. like it's something intangible in a way <laughs> you know your word like your god is like giving you just this whole vision of a different way and if you're even relating something back to generations before you he's like 
no, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out of these things that, um, I'm going to pass something new down through you. And so like you, you choosing these things, you're, you making, you're making a decision to, um, yeah, push this kind of thing down into the soil of your family or to water it, which is a daily thing. Like you've got to water (laughs) plants usually every day, especially in that hot summer. Um, yeah, it's just, it's exciting to see like what these acts of faith are going to produce in your family. Um, also, which I don't know. So I'm thinking about um, like some of these things you have to have maybe tasted to like know what they look like. Is that your story? Like, again, is there something that you like a refuge that you have found such that you can start to offer it to your kids? I'm sure like it had to be real to you in order for it to be a genuine like offering out to yeah. your kids. Or your family or your home or whoever. Right. I think, well, I will say I have seen it in myself and in other people um, done the really wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced it from my actions and others' actions, how detrimental it can be. And writing off your personality as this is just the way that I am. This is just my personality. Mm-hmm is actually not helpful because Christ always wants to make you into a new human, into a new, into a new creation, to a new being. Yeah. Um, and he will be working on that for the rest of your life if you allow him to. So at some point I realized how detrimental my anger and criticality could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really broken down for me whenever we had to move to live with family in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say the first time I really saw this worked out really well is with my sister-in-law, okay. Amanda, because she is a much slower to anger, slower to speak sort of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the way that she dealt with her kids. Um, and I feel like that's probably a really big taste of what I saw there. Yeah. And then realizing that like, there is a different way. Like I don't have to be. So I can let go of my rage and anger. I can let go of my criticality. Um, I can choose to not say anything or say something encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, this looks (laughs) way better than what I've been thinking is fine. Yeah. So I feel like she was actually really because she's such a calm and peaceful spirit um, in her home. Mm hmm. And that's probably the first time I really ever saw it done that way. So you've been something you seem to be talking about is like living out your faith publicly. It's so weird to even put it in language like I'm going to act like a Christian at home. Right. (laughs) But um, sometimes you just have to say it that way just as like a jolt or a reminder. Yeah, like we can live for Christ all the time everywhere. Um, I don't know. So you were saying there there was definitely some decisions that you had to make though. Like there was a point where you're like, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, because I, yeah, I just, I saw the difference in, no, in knowing how, how, how I was acting and it wasn't in line with how Christ is mm-hmm. into, into letting my sin being broken down, which that sucks. Yeah. Like, 
confronting your sin, I've, it, it is the worst sort of feeling. But knowing that Christ desires and be, to make you new and knowing that he actually will, mm-hmm. like knowing that he does transform your heart and mm-hmm. also experiencing the other side of that, yep. experiencing, okay, where did that patience come from? Yeah. Okay, where did those words come from? I don't remember knowing where that scripture was, but it's coming out of my mouth and to mm-hmm. my kids, like conversation that they're bickering about like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's the work of following christ and the work that you're letting him do to root out sin in your heart is is that just that it's work (laughs) yeah but it is such transformative redemptive work but also you have to believe that he will do it yeah um sometimes i not sometimes but i'm thinking about it that it's a work actually not as if we can do it, but it's a work of our will. Yes. So it's the work to actually just give up and yield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, um, about sin recently um, and how it's almost because the kids and I were studying like the medieval period and we're um, reading like the sword and the stone and all of like King Arthur tales and stuff like that. And I was thinking about how, sin is like that sword in the stone like only the true king can yeah pull it out and we just have to to yield like that's the work um anyway so what is being um trained and pruned in your life right now what in your life doesn't feel good but you know that it is you were do you remember what you shared with me uh, you were talking about uncertainty uncertainty yes. so I don't have to go into a lot of detail, but Mm -hmm. um, there are just some things in our, in our life. I mean, I don't know. A part of me doesn't want to beat around the bush and part of me, I don't know. I don't know the best way to go, but Mm -hmm. I will just say that we are in a space in our family's life where we're trusting our future in God's hands a lot more than we ever have. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, you know, with health, with finances, with jobs, Mm -hmm. those are the big three things I think that I was sort of talking about that that we have a lot of uncertainty in. Mm -hmm. And while God is showing up and providing in the day to day, um, and I don't doubt that he won't give us that daily bread, um, we are truly just living, uh, in faith and toward faith in the next season, whatever that might look like. And in just some areas we just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that we've, we've sort of been in this space before in some ways, but maybe not to this degree. Like when Gareth was finishing his PhD and we were living with family and we didn't know what was going to happen. And um, I was going to ask you, does it feel like you're back in school again? Yeah. A little (laughs) bit, a little bit, but I think having that experience yeah. helps us in this season mm-hmm. because we know that God will show up. Yeah. He will provide. Um, and I think, I don't know if in that section I wrote like seek ye first, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I was reminded that, that there was, <laughs> we've been watching the chosen and mm-hmm. <laughs> the part in the chosen um, where he gives the sermon on the Mount and Andrew, the character Andrew, the disciple Andrew, um, goes and speaks to John the Baptist. And he says, what did he tell you? 
and he says not to be anxious mm-hmm. and not to worry like to seek to seek the kingdom of god and that 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 struck me and yeah. especially like have been reminded of that in this season that it, god provides you know the sparrows he provides for the sparrows and right. he has provided for us and he will provide for us so even though things feel uncertain he will show up yeah because that's who he is that's his character and praise god yeah that's the case i'm so thankful that jesus picked something that it's so easy to just like look at the sparrow and go like who cares (laughs) but he's like i do (laughs) but i do god cares about the details praise god he cares about I mean, for instance, and I know people kind of have this experience sometimes, but it has become less and less. It has become more and more important, I will say that, to recognize how God works in these ways. Whenever you get a bill in the mail, like we did the other day, mm-hmm. I was like, how unexpected. Do we, how do we pay this? Yeah. What is what is this? And then you get a check in the mail in the same batch of mail that is $23 more than the bill is things like that mm-hmm. where that happens over and over and over again mm-hmm. yeah that is god caring about the details <laughs> yeah. that's not some flippant thing that's no. actually god caring about the details yeah you love fiction and nonfiction, but do you ever <laughs> um are you ever like i know this adventure <laughs> like yeah. i've read this before <laughs> yeah in the choose your own adventure book i know how this goes yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so this is kind of the stinky part, but I feel like you're trekking with me. Confession time, sure. <laughs> the weeding. Um, so this is really just a chance to reflect on being weak and, but at the same time, that's when we're strong in Christ. So where, where are you yielding in weakness as like Christ is strong? Like what is something that he's weeding out of your life? Well, I will say that he is rooting out a lot of my want and desire to control things. Mm -hmm. And he is weeding out a lot of my pride. Um, That's hard to see in yourself. (laughs) I was just going to say it, it really, it hurts. Yeah. um, To know that you really are weak. And the things that you have built for yourself are really, really badly built. Yeah. <laughs> um, to have to release some, like, what you think you have some modicum of control over your life and mm-hmm. then realize that, like it says in the scriptures, is all a vapor. Like, you have nothing to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, gosh, I really do need something. Uh, I need a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. And thank God there's Jesus. Yeah. Because, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a list maker. I'm a to-do person. I can serve all the people. Mm-hmm. I can say yes to all the things. I can be the best homeschool mom and the best friend to everyone and the best wife and whatever else. Like, No, I really, really can't. Yeah. And nor should I try because that striving is killing me. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to the seek ye first the kingdom of God. I have one job, and that is to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
mm-hmm. to love my neighbor as myself. Um, and that just, I mean, to live simply like that is very hard work. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're just saying like the basics. <laughs> right. That's just the basics. But the way it plays out is that I can actually get rid of all the other stuff. I don't yeah. need you to tell me how great a mom I am. Yeah. I just need to do the next right thing, mm-hmm. which is love my, which is love you or love my kids mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, and I don't have to hold so tightly to the things that I think make me a person mm-hmm. because I've already been made a person. Yeah. I've already been adopted into the best personhood I could ever become. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense. So just confessionally, Letting go of the control that I have, or I, th- I think I have, which I don't. Yeah. And letting myself feel weak. So as you're yielding to the Lord, to Jesus, as he is like slowly, lovingly, tenderly, or sometimes maybe just like, nope, I'm going to pull this splinter. Sometimes it's very <laughs> abrupt. Sometimes it is pulling the rug out from underneath your feet. Yeah. What are you, by faith, like trusting him to like bloom up in you? lots of gratitude and not anxiety yeah i think that's the biggest one yeah because i mean we were talking about early how how spoiled we are Mm -hmm. as like uh american christians Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are so spoiled yeah but to have the eyes to see how grateful like i mean how grateful i am i have a husband and and three almost four kids and Mm. I have a home to live in and I have family who loves me family in Christ who loves me I have a solid church Mm -hmm. I have I live in a great city like I have been given God's word I have been given access to the father through prayer and fellowship like Mm -hmm. I mean once you start being grateful like it doesn't stop and so yeah just I think that because I think that combats all the anxiety. I think that if you can be, if Christ can foster gratitude in your heart and thankfulness, then you're probably a lot less anxious of a person. Yeah. So I was just thinking as you were talking, I was just like imagining kind of what I said before, like Christ can't be contained. So when you're weeding or he's weeding this out in you, you're making room for more and more and more of him. And it's just going to spill out. And then I'm just thinking like, that's the stuff where that songs are written about or poems are written about, Mm -hmm. or you just, you've tasted it and you're like, more beauty, Lord, more of you, more of you, more of you. And And, um, something that we have talked about before is that desire to want to create mm-hmm. yeah. and I've even told you like sometimes I get bogged down in my day-to-day and I can't even have the brain space to do that um yeah but I think once you foster that create once you foster that sense of gratitude mm-hmm. I think I think that's where <laughs> I think that's a great source of creativity is because y- you don't have a lack of things to dwell on yeah (laughs) yep yeah um one last thing that kind of I mean we can move on but I just want I was just thinking about how even like you shared control like something I could just confess is like a a jump to like criticism but both I think come from like even impatience if you will of like I don't want you to be God 
Mm-hmm. I, I want my timing. I want to be the sovereign. I want, you know, and so, yeah, it's just sort of like even a refusal to give things a second look or let other things speak for themselves or, um, yeah, like I've already decided all of this next kind of thing. And yeah. then, so, yeah, I think this, again, the discipline of you like looking at the light or slowing down your kids again, it's just, um, I think slowing down is a big one just as an aside. Yeah, and there's all kinds of slowing yes. down. I don't know. So in a way, it's like, okay, we want to become more like Christ, but sometimes we don't realize what our little tiny choices, I think, can start to teach us, mm-hmm. like train us. Sometimes we actually are babies and we have to start smaller than we think. <laughs> and so like, I, I'll keep going back to you looking at the light. I mean, that was just a gift to you because of the choice you made to wake up early. God didn't have to show you the light. Like you could have just got up early and drank your coffee. But he's like, actually, there's some thing beautiful here I want you to see. Mm-hmm. And then you started. Yeah, like I said, just like this little thing that affected another thing, I think personally from my perspective. <laughs> but then you started to understand something about the Lord and about like, yeah, like I said, like that he gives you gifts it's not something that you always have to like contrive for yourself you didn't say like i'm a person this is bad i like to make a gift list for myself <laughs> you know i'm not a surprise person i do that too <laughs> I'm like i want to know my gift and that light it wasn't on your gift list you know what i'm saying yeah. and so uh, usually the best gifts aren't because you have someone who's thinking about you yeah because that's my husband yeah he's like i gotta think about this yeah. And like and I'm not that person. But it's but it's God. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, I and he does. He mm-hmm. knows what's best for me. And mm-hmm. he knew that in that that moment, in those months when I was doing that and last spring in the summer, mm-hmm. he was giving me that. And I didn't even know I needed it. Yeah. And it was great. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to joyfully enter the harvest section. Um just What are some, do you have an answered prayer or prayers or what's graces that God has given you or victories, if you will, um, that you just want to testify to? What did I write in my notes? (laughs) You were talking about your daughter. Mm, mm -hmm. Well, I will say that is a great blessing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I have two things to say. Um, I... We have been in a season with our daughter where we were figuring out some learning processing type things with her schooling. Um, And so something I've had to let go is her being this just like voracious reader. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's not. She's still stepping it out, stepping it out (laughs) and working it out. And I'm so proud of her because she has listened to our guidance which is wisdom to her tiny little self. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows Christ. So the Holy Spirit is working in her to mm-hmm. listen to her parents, which is that in and of itself is a praise. Yeah. Um, Don't want to miss that. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> and she, but she has a hard time reading. Mm-hmm. At, at the, this point. At this point. And so as we're learning to work those things out, we've been super discouraged at moments. Um you know, wondering if she will ever actually have the desire to read because it is difficult for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I came downstairs and she was reading a book at the breakfast table 
which was like sending off huge like <laughs> fireworks in my brain because mm-hmm. that is not something that happens mm-hmm. at all. And I said, hey, what you reading? And she was like, oh, I'm reading this book. And it's so good. <laughs> and I was like, be cool. Be cool. <laughs> and um, I didn't even text Gareth or like call him down because he was upstairs uh, already at work. But um, but later on, he came downstairs and he saw her doing it. And she let me tell you what. <laughs> praise from a father mm. to a daughter is like... Mm. It is like nothing else. Yeah. And so I think that set her off and it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So she read the next book in the series <laughs> and now she's reading the Velveteen Rabbit by <gasps> herself. What? Yeah. Awesome. We got her a reading book or reading a uh, lamp for Christmas. It like clips on a book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's wow. kind of like, I mean, even though she still struggles, like it's kind of turned a corner in some ways. And honestly, that's only because we've prayed about it a ton. Mm. And prayed with her, like, we know you're struggling. Let's take this to Christ. Mm. Um, and just, like, praying through those things in the moment. And it, it, things like struggling with reading, bad attitudes in school, yeah. anger toward a sibling, uh, frustration with wanting to do a chore and be obedient. Mm-hmm. Like, take a breath and say a prayer. That's kind of like a refrain in our in our house you say exactly that i say exact exactly that i'm like so like when today when dan didn't want to do his chore i said take a breath i know you're frustrated Mm -hmm. ask jesus to help you and he said jesus help me feed the dogs and i said (laughs) help me feed the dogs yeah he didn't want to feed the dogs or maybe it was unloading the silverware i don't know what it was but it was you know his chore Mm -hmm. and he yeah so yeah i mean and i think i need the same encouragement as (laughs) take a breath jesus please help me whatever it is yeah um and the other thing i think harvest wise is just experiencing the fruit of living in a actually working christian community because mm. there have been a handful of families that have known that we needed support in mm. certain ways and those families showed up for our family and mm. have showed up every month for our family and it has been an incredible blessing. Um, it takes a lot of humility to accept things from other people whenever you think you have it under control. Yeah. But back to my point, relinquishing control, knowing that you're weak and that your brothers and sisters love you. Yeah. And you can take that and receive it and praise God. It's a huge blessing. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So in this hard but still sweet time in your life, like if you were to close your eyes and think of Jesus, like what are some words that you think about his character? Kind. Uh, But also kind for sure. Uh, Long-suffering but also just truth-filled, and even if it's hard truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, praise God, we we serve a Savior who doesn't beat around the bush. Yeah. (laughs) And that loves us so much that he tells us who we are, um, even if it's the ugly parts, which the ugly parts have to happen first to know how good he is to Mm -hmm. get to the good parts. 
um, I need to never forget that. I need to never forget how kind and long-suffering that was Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Yeah, I think those, I could say a lot, I feel like, because God is good, but those for sure. Yeah. Well, my final question was going to be, if this podcast was a letter to yourself, yeah, what would you want to Mm -hmm. not forget? And I feel like you just said that. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Callie. Yeah for sharing all these things and if you are willing um would you mind closing us out today with what you've brought to share um sure what did you bring um it's funny that you mentioned the <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting you to uh talk about the whole I don't know that was such a flippant thing I did and like I felt silly kept doing like taking pictures of like light hitting plants and like hmm. beautiful art in my house but I think it was something the Holy Spirit was spurring me on to keep doing it. And because I have wonderful friends who do spur me on to do good things, uh, Jess Ponder was like, hey, I'm doing this thing (laughs) and you're going to do it. What was it? (laughs) It was her just right July last year. And it's the summer is like I was telling Jess this over the summer and Mm -hmm. we had to remind ourselves we can't do everything, but we feel like we can do everything in the summer because you feel so okay. free and like yeah. different. I'm like, I can do all the things. It's like mm-hmm. summer Cali, but it's anyway. So it's easy for me to write in the summer. And I wrote a lot last summer. Um, This first being prompted by Jess's writing challenge that she did. Okay, so it's yeah, funny you that you say what that is because not everyone's online. Sure. Or... Um, Jess Ponder has a heart for writing and for spurring on people to do creative things just like a lot of really awesome people in our church Um, because I see the importance of creative pursuits to God's glory Mm -hmm. and she was like hey it's just I'm just doing this thing it's real low you know low pressure called just right July all you have to do is post one thing that you've written Mm -hmm. per day for a week and maybe you want to carry it for the rest of the month. Or maybe this helps you start getting into another or better writing routine. Mm-hmm. It feels scary to post things. But all your, it's just, it was just very generative mm-hmm. for me and so many other people to just do it and put it out there. There yeah. was no, just like Ryan says, <laughs> there's nothing to prove and there's nothing to protect. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah. So it was really good for me because I hadn't written in a long time but I felt the desire to and this was like I said very generative but it's funny that you mentioned the morning light stuff because the one I chose oh, <laughs> to really? read is the morning oh, I'm excited. is the morning light one so um all right morning light through the minutes grows across the long side of the porch flood line of rising tide fingers expanding creeping up over the windowsills pouring into our home Morning light through a dirty window, from without, bus building city awake, from within, dog wet noses, grubby tiny fingers, our star in which is warm bright welcome, though only dimly lit. Morning light through veins of green, making their breakfast from these rays of gold, more colors here than anywhere in creation, helps my tending of these dirty precious things. Grow and bloom, sight that never gets old, sits deep in the soul. Morning light through a camera, peeks into a room with three souls, precious stillness on the bodies of precious ones, 
while I hurry into those quiet disciplines to rest my heart to serve them well before they begin to stir. Morning light spreads across the chair, floor, slowly blooms, touches, glows, fills these spaces. Change my heart to love this light and not stack it full of worry before I've left that ability to you for your plans and what follows this morning light. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.